Hello, welcome to another episode of Writer's Tribe. I am your host, Tara Celestine, and in this episode, you will have the privilege of hearing my very first author interview. Well, interview with another author, I kind of mixed that up. (laughs) And I had the pleasure with meeting with this phenomenal writer and woman who loves the Lord, who loves her child, and who is so transparent and willing to share her story the way we met is just ordained by god (laughs) and um i'm so grateful to have met someone like this and to and i'm just so grateful that she agreed to even get on this podcast and share her story so candidly we had an entire conversation before we started recording so It's so funny because when we get together, we just talk, 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 talk. And I'm just like, hey, girl, let's start recording because this is good stuff. And so I hurry up and push press record and we were able to continue on the conversation. So I really hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoy speaking to her. And if again, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, You can check me out on www.writerstribepod.com or you can email me at writerstribepod at gmail.com. You can check me out on my website and check out my book, Single Mom Versus the Save Woman on Amazon. Thank you so much and enjoy listening. Hello, welcome to another episode of Writers Tribe. I have a very special guest Patricia Gandy, and she is the author of Impact of the Unknown Presence. I'm actually holding it in my hand. It is so awesome. She has an amazing story, and I would like to welcome her on. Hi, Patricia. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for saying yes. So um, tell us a little about yourself and your book. Okay, so um, as she said, my name is Patricia Gandy. Um, First of all, most importantly, I am a mom. I have a son and I am an author. And um, about my book is basically um, my perspective of how growing up without a father impact my life. So that's basically what the book is about. So what prompted you to write the book like honestly it just happened like it wasn't anything that um actually prompted me or I was like oh I'm gonna write a book about this or anything to that nature it was just like um one day out the blue I literally wrote the book in one day like it just came to me it wasn't It just honestly came to me. I didn't think about like, oh, I'm going to write a book about this or do anything like this. Now, as far as writing a book, I have always wanted to write a book. I have a book um, that I've been trying to complete forever. But this book, Impact on an Unknown Presence, it just came to me way before that book, even though I had started that book years ago. So. But that, I mean, nothing really prompted me. It just, I was laying down one day and I thought came to my head and I wrote it. That was just that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. How you like was laying down on the bed and it's like, you know what? 
I'm gonna write a book. And you wrote a book. And not only did you write a book, you write a book. You wrote a book about your life. Like you wrote a book about the the most probably one of the most hurtful things that has ever happened. You know about your father not being in your life. And as you were writing the book, what what was going through your head? Like, did you think that you would actually publish this book, or did you think it was just going to be something that you kept, you know, to yourself? <laughs> Um, no, I, I definitely knew I was going to publish it. Um, once I wrote it, I definitely knew I was going to publish it. It wasn't nothing I was trying to keep to myself. I feel like a lot of people go through this. Um, it's, it's not something unnormal. Um, definitely in a black community, but I don't think it's something unnormal for individuals. So I definitely knew I was going to publish it. And um, I just didn't think this book would be the first book that I wrote because I always knew I wanted to write a book. Like that's been since I was a kid, like a little kid. I always wanted to write books and be in films, write films and movies. That's something I have always dreamed of doing. But this book in particular, like I didn't think like this will be my book because I have a crazy imagination so therefore I wasn't thinking about writing this but it came to me and I wrote it and I have gotten a lot of great feedback so that's good and I can see why so in chapter one of the book I mean you as soon as you opened the book you started with a punch (laughs) and the most impactful thing that you said was the fill-in fathers and could you please explain what a fill-in father is to those who might not know? Okay, so my definition of a fill-in father is basically a guy that your mom has a relationship with, but they're only there temporarily because sooner or later, their relationship ends. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what a fill-in father is for me. Wow. And so, of course... Yeah. The book had a couple of fill-in fathers, and how how did that shape you as a person? Oh, you know what? It's crazy because, like, every one of them that I mentioned, like, they was really good to me. Like, they were really good to me. I wish I still had, like, a good relationship with them, but unfortunately, you know, like, when your parents are no longer with an individual, it basically, you know, cuts you off as a child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just don't know why. But um, I had some good experiences, like, growing up as a kid um, with um, the individuals that I did mention in the book. Um, and as far as how it impacted me, I know, like, one of the individuals, like, I mean, he impacted me. Some people might say in a bad way, but like in a good way, because like um, he made me, I guess, think about what I want from a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess it impacted me that kind of way, like what I would want for a man or what I would um, also I wouldn't allow that to be for my kid. You know what I mean? If me and my son, dad wasn't together like I wouldn't bring no one around my son like I don't introduce him to me or anything like that because you don't want your kids to get attached to somebody that's not going to be there you know what I mean right right. 
and and it's hard to like tell a kid but I didn't really have no one to like um to tell me anything it just happened those things just happen like okay your parent is with this person for a while then they disappear like you know this so there was never a goodbye or did your mom ever sit you down and say hey kids Mr. So-and-so is not going to be in your life anymore or we're now no longer together. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not sitting down having a long talk about such and such ain't here and they gone and we're going our separate ways. No, 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 no. And if you read the story, uh, one of the individuals, like, he went away, like. Yeah. Like, so for a very long time. Right. And, um. It wasn't a talk about that. It was just like you hear grown ups talking about it around like what happened, but you really don't know what happened or anything like that. But no, if my mom wasn't sitting down saying like, oh, I ain't dealing with this person or I ain't dealing with that person, we'll just see the next person. Hey, how you doing? That's it. <laughs> so since you've experienced that, would you now say that was wrong or would you now suggest parents in the future, like now? nowadays like hey if you're in a relationship because things happen uh, unfortunately sometimes people break up and you go in with the intentions of being a family right and creating this american dream quote unquote but if that does not happen do you suggest the parents sitting down do you suggest the other individual saying hey i'm no longer going to be in your life like this or like how would you expect for that to end <laughs> now that you've been on the other side of it? Um, I mean, it depends on the individual. Like, how I will go about it, I, I just won't do it. That's just me. Like, but I know different individuals who are in those situations and their kids have still have relationships with their exes. You know, um, I've heard plenty of stories where their kids will call their ex before they call their actual father and their fathers are in their lives. So it just depends on those kids' connection with that individual. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when I was growing up, it didn't hurt me. Like, I wasn't sad or anything like that. Like, it didn't really, like, hurt me as a human being. Like, oh, they not here no more. Like, I wasn't sad about it or nothing. It was just, like, you moved on type of thing because it wasn't, you know, it was like I'm to the next person kind of like but I still have memories of the good things that they did and the you know things of that nature so I won't ever forget that you know what I mean mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like it just depends on the individual I don't really have a suggestion on how you would go about you know making that decision because if your kid got a bond with somebody I mean it will be hard for you to break that bond like you know Right. It just depends on how that bond is. So I got you. So you mentioned your um the your dad and and how um before and pre because we've had a couple of conversations. Of course you guys don't know, but Patricia and I met in an unusual way. <laughs> so without giving going into too much detail, I'm gonna say um, so my kid was acting the fool <laughs> and she was being a great parent because she's a mom too. And so she came to me and told me, um, w- what my child was doing, 
when I wasn't around. And so, you know, I was, of course, perplexed. And, you know, we had a long conversation and we were able to uh, to squash it. But then later on, she came to my house and she had a, she was an author. She told me she was an author and she wrote a book and we went and we talked about um, both of our books and our stories and what we're doing to um, to to market ourselves and to get our put ourselves out there. She's like much further along than I am. <laughs> so I learned so much than her from her. But um, the, she mentioned in previous conversations about her her dad not being around and how she met him officially when she was um, a grown woman and how her mom would talk about him in the in the past and she had like really good memories but she, unfortunately Patricia didn't have any so could you please like explain what it felt like when those men were being the fill-in fathers for you but your dad did not was not a father at all to you? Like, what did that feel like as a child? Um, like, I guess, like, it was, like, for them being feeling fathers, I mean, that was good for me. Um, because, like, one of them, like I said, like, he went away, and even when he got out of prison, he came looking for me. Like, that is, like, that was so... That was one of the, like, like you know, it had you thinking, like, your own father has never came looking for you. Mm. And this man that has not birthed you and been gone away for, like, 20-something years. Wow. 15, it was, like, 15, 20 years. And he comes looking for you. Like, that make you feel like, dang. Like, a whole, like, he, he he's kind of like a stranger now because. He went away when I was so young. You know what I mean? I was a full grown adult when he came back. And um, to have him come look for me and not my own dad, like, that was just, I mean, as far as the feelings, fathers, like, I don't have nothing like that to say. Like, I'm just blessed that I was able to have it. I know a lot of people don't. Um, they have, they grow up with, you know, terrible feeling fathers or, quote unquote stepfathers or whatever you want to call them. But um I mean I'm experienced at the end of the stick too. But in this case, like I just was it make you feel like wow when when your feeling fathers were doing things for you that a father would do, did it make did you think in the back of your mind, how come my dad couldn't can't do this or where's he you or did or was the experience so great where you didn't even have to think about it. It didn't cross your mind. Like I didn't, I didn't think about him until they was gone. That's when mm. the thoughts, you know what I mean? Wow. Because as long as someone is there to fulfill your needs and do the things that they were doing, providing for you, taking you places. Like my mom worked a lot. She was a single mom, three kids. She worked a lot. And, um, like one of the guys that I do mention, like when I say he did everything, like, the, I, I just can remember like the newest, latest um, attire that came out, like Bo Jackson's. People probably don't remember that, but <laughs> Bo Jackson's shoes back in the day, like they was like the, like Jordans back in the day. Oh, okay. So, um, like he would he would make sure we had the latest clothes. Like he would make sure whatever we wanted, we had. Like we ain't go for out for nothing. Like. And so, like, as long as those individuals was around, I never even thought about my, you know, actual father. Is when 
they they're no longer around like that's when the thoughts come like dang and also really for me more more the thoughts will come when maybe somebody will bring him up or my mom would mention how good he was to her and that right there that would just kill my soul because how was he such a good man yeah and and he wasn't you know, there for me. Like, I can't remember that. Like, she'll say things like, oh, he always had you in a designer, this and that. And I'm like, well, what was I? I was an infant, right? Because he, I don't remember any of that. And she was like, well, he walked you to pre-K. Like, girl, when? Like, I don't remember any of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have a picture with him when I was a baby or you know, none of that. Like, if I saw this man on the street, I did not know who he was. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, after, like, when I did meet him and after talking to him, some of the things he said, it was just kind of odd. Like, what? Like, you saw me, you would watch me walk to school, you would do these things. Why not be there for me? Like, what, what was behind it? Mm. So. Yeah, that is different. I mean, a lot of the times when mothers talk about or, you know, fathers who are raising their kids by themselves talk about the other parent, the absent parent, that is. I'm not going to say they always have something negative to say, but you mentioned in your book that her eyes would light up. Yeah. When she, whenever even, she- to, even to this day, like even to this day, like she she wouldn't have nothing bad to say. Like the way I grew up, most parents um, like. Other girls or people I knew or grew up with, like, their parents would talk about their dad so bad. Like, oh, he's a deadbeat and this, 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 and that. My mom would never do that. Like, and I used to be angry, furious at her because I wanted her just to, I don't know. I just thought if she was saying that would probably make me feel good. It probably wouldn't. But, like, as a kid, like, you just want to hear that. You don't want to hear, like, oh, he winding down me, like, she would tell me stories like, oh, he used to take me, like, you. I'm from Ohio, so mm-hmm. um, it's like where I'm about to mention is like Cincinnati and Kentucky, they're like borderline, like, you know, you could just go over a bridge and you're in another state, basically. And so, like, um, she was like, oh, he used to take me here, and he used to wine and dine me, and he used to buy me this, and he used to do this, and he used to, like, she literally told me, like, he used to bathe her, like, he just was so good to her, and I'm just like, yeah, oh, like, you know what I mean? I can see how that can, that, that's confusing to a child, because I feel like her saying all those wonderful things has the same effect of someone who's saying all those negative things, saying a a bunch of negative things about a father, because it's like, how can this person be so good? So good. Right. But terrible to to me. And I don't even know him. Like how he's so good to you. And I don't know him. And not only to her, because like when people would mention, like if people around, they'll like, if I'm out and they see my last name, and it will bring my last name up. And then they'll say, um, how's your dad doing? Or, or are you such and such daughter? And I'm, I'll say yes. And then I'm like, how you doing? And I'm just looking like, um, you tell me, ma'am. Or you tell me, sir. Because yeah. I, I don't know this guy. Like, I have no idea. You would know better than I would. Yeah. But it was like crazy because 
I would get special treatments when they did know who he was. It was weird. It was like really weird. Like he was good to the world with me type of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how that's how it felt. Like yeah. he was good to all these people. All these other people had nice they all had nice things to say about him. But he was a in my ass, he was not a boy. Like I didn't know him. He did nothing for me. He ain't never bought me a chip, a pop, or nothing. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. it's just weird to be in a place. Where everybody around you have such, you know, good things to say and have this man on this pedestal, but he has no relationship with his daughter whatsoever. Like, that's cruel. Mm, that's a, that's, wow, that is cruel. And you, <laughs> you definitely, you painted a really good picture of that in your book. Um, so let's talk about when you finally was able, when you wrote the book and the, your family members and all these other people, <laughs> all these other people were um, able to read your words because they have a perception of this man, right? But your perception is totally different. Hello. So that was part one of my interview with Patricia Gandy, author of The Impact of the Unknown Presence. As you can see things, she dug really deep and she talks about a lot of her experiences of not knowing her child, the feeling, I mean, I'm sorry, not her child, but her father, her and the feeling fathers that were along the way, that came along the way. Um, the fact that her dad was so wonderful to everyone else except for her. And they, she has really raw emotions. And if you've ever experienced this in any capacity, you can understand the emotions behind it. Even if you have forgiven already, when you talk about it, it's still, you know, you're passionate about this because it's a, um, it's an experience like none other. And so I just wanted to say, if anyone is listening and you are triggered by this, I'm so sorry. And that is not my intention at all. But I want you to know that there is healing. There is healing. God is a healer. And he is a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. And he will fill any void. And um, it is never the child's fault. And if you are a child, if you are a recipient of this treatment, just know that it is not your fault. And you are loved. And God accepts you. You are accepted. There are people in this world who will accept you. And who will love you. And you don't have to walk around with the stigma of being a fatherless child. You are not a fatherless child. You are not a fatherless child. God is your father. And there are other guys along the way who can fill in that void. They might not be able to fill in it biologically speaking. But listen, they can try the best that they can. All right. And I know this is this is a touchy subject. Because a lot of people have experienced this and man, it's like, what do you say? What do you say? What do you do? So join me next Friday on part two of this interview. You do not want to miss this. Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye.